Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Adolis Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Facebook and Instagram or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Adolis. Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Adalis. It's your girl. It's your girl. It's your girl, Adalis. You have fingerprints on that back thing, back of that thing. This? Yeah. I don't care. I'm going to look bit, be daughter. staring at it the whole day. Then wipe it down. I don't know what to tell you. Do we have a wipe it down right there? Oh, my gosh. Why must What's the title? you care? It's right on the screen. Um, where are you watching from? Hi, everybody. Uh, this is going to be um, a podcast now, too, isn't it, Megs? Yeah. Is this going to be on our podcast? So for all of you that are joining us, I just want to welcome you to um, a new year of podcasts uh, with True Girl, a Dallas, and special guest, Megalis. And we are talking today about something that's been kind of uh, just, I've been meditating over it because, guys, it's the month of love. What? It's the month of love. February is a month of love. And I, uh, for Children's Church, we're dedicating the entire month for this topic. That's, that's what I need. Instead of fingerprints, why not break the freaking iPad? Oh I got you. I got you. I got you. Go ahead and do that. Uh, just be led of the spirit. Be led of the spirit. I don't know if that works. We turn me on too much. This was Brother Augustine this morning with Kobe. Was he? So I'm gonna Why not? If 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 Brother Augustine, if, if Pastor Kofi can have some live music, so can Sister Dallas. Go ahead. Put that, put the, pa- put the. Put me in coach. Help! <laughs> Help! Put the, put the sustain pedal on the floor, Max. Come on. Come on. It's red. You have red on. That shirt looks amazing. I just wish you had a purple lip on that, but that's okay. I wish you did something more with that makeup, but that's okay, too. Come on, Jakey. It's a month of love. Jake, what are you getting, Layla? It's your first Valentine's married. It better be special. I don't want to know the details. I don't want to know the details. He looked at me like, what? Do you really want to know? I don't want to know. I I take back that question. I take it back because I don't care anymore. But listen, let me just remind you in a couple of days, in a couple of days, guys, exactly one week, we've got Valentine's Day. Okay, Valentine's Day is coming up. And so I just want you to be prepared for that. Uh, But but I want you to have a mindset of love for this month Uh, because that's what I'm focusing in on even though it's called identity crisis. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, but I want you to really see uh, just through the lens of love um, in, in the upcoming uh, weeks, in the upcoming days, and fully understand what love is um, because the word of God says that God is love. So really, you don't know nothing about love unless you, you know the Lord. And it's, it's what's been leading me in this direction because 
because it just it just has it's february i'm reminded that it is a month of love and um i just want to remind you that you are loved hmm <laughs> can you change the <laughs> you're like the wedding singer guy can you just like give me a different tone for that? Because it's just kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Oh, sustain pedal. Doesn't know how to work it. That's really good, Max. That's really, really good. <laughs> so. But how, does, how do we go from this to identity crisis? So, because <laughs> I, I just was thinking about human trafficking. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I got on this topic. <laughs> okay, where are we going? So we started off with Valentine's. That's when I jumped on the keys. I wanted then to, we went to I just wanted to start identity crisis. Before and I went for the jugular, I wanted to start, I wanted to start something simple and nice. This is That's like the way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to come at it like with something nice and then go for the jugular. So we, we literally went from Valentine to set human sex trafficking. Okay. Um, but this is the case, okay? So I was watching this documentary or whatever on human sex trafficking. And did you know America is actually the number one source for children being I, human trafficked? I believe trafficked? it. I believe it, yes. There's such a like disregard children. for children. Ch children. Yeah. And it also correlates to the, the highest amount of abortions. that. So you, you think about that. That works in tandem. Well, how about 40? It, it's like something like 40% of the children that are being human trafficked are doing it with like relatives, moms and dads. Yeah. 50% of the 40 are mothers. Isn't that awful? They were probably trafficked themselves. But that's I mean, not, uh, not that's not not giving them any way. I know out, this took a turn. I know this, this took, took a turn. I don't know how we got here. But this is what I'm saying, okay? We're in one direction. So I was listening <laughs> to this guy and he was talking about it. And he was then talking about the reason for this is because we've lost our identity as a society. Mm -hmm. And then I listened to another guy, and he was talking about... Sorry, guys. We've got to make sure that we pick up Isaac before he's taken care of. That's sad that you have to have an alarm set <laughs> to pick up your own damn kid. I've done it. That's sad. It happened one too many times. Okay. All right. Including identity. Uh, and so, so then there was another take on it, about um, uh, trans transgender mm -hmm. issues, um, about the I just watched the most grotesque thing on social media. I don't know, like okay, so I follow all of these like conservatives and stuff, but they post like that 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 concert of the Grammys of yeah, Satan, right? Yeah, you know, to, like I had that song stuck in my head for the entire day yesterday. Really, just the. Didn't watch it. Uh, okay, so, but the thing is, what I'm trying to say is that I was like, 
you know, just uh, there was an overemphasizing of that video, and then it just got stuck in my head. So it was like the the thing that you didn't want to happen. Now that that tune is stuck in my head, Ugh. and I'm like singing it over and over again because I've watched it 15 times. But anyway, so this one conservative thing, um, great guy, but he posts a video of this old man, and when I say old, he must have been like 70, 72, and he identifies as a baby. And he's showing everybody <laughs> the diapers that he wears. Mm -hmm. And he is quite literally feeding from a bottle. Mm -hmm. Like, just absolutely disturbing. Yeah. Like, really, really awful. And he's recorded himself, and he's like, you know... They're throwing it out there and they're considering him brave. They're considering, oh, it's just do what you feel to do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just grabbing all of these things. And mm -hmm. at the heart of everything, at the heart of, of insecurity, mm -hmm. at the heart of um, eating disorders, mm -hmm. at the heart of you not knowing or understanding who you are so it, anything and everything goes. If you feel like you're a unicorn, you're a unicorn. Uh, at the heart of this, the, that one uh, documentary that I was uh, uh, looking at about the, the human trafficking and stuff, at the heart of everything is the understanding of, uh, or the lack of understanding of who you are mm -hmm. as, as a child of God. Right. And so it's just interesting because these, like, uh, like that one thing that I was watching about the human trafficking, he says that, like, online, children are groomed online. Yes. Like, this happens on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and, and he starts listing off the tactics that they use. They start to demoralize you. Mm -hmm. They start to, um, and then if they find out that there's, like, an absence of a father in the home, they'll, they'll put themselves in there and start... Um, you know, saying, oh, you're so beautiful. And it's something that, like, this person or this child is longing for, words of affirmation that they're not getting from home, wow. that they, it just opens up this avenue for them to trust that ind individual and just follow them. Like, it's, it's, it's rather, it's frightening mm -hmm. to see mm -hmm. the amount of children that will just, like, allow for these people to come. They'll give them the, the address mm -hmm. to where they're at. They'll follow them. They'll get in a vehicle with these people. Oh, you so know, sad. and then it's just this mind game of, uh, like, constant demoralization you know you're not good enough that's why you're not you know that's why and and we're gonna come after your family and this and this and so like the the sad thing is about society is that this is easily rectified by just telling your kid who they are so now I've, i'm literally sitting down this morning thinking like what am i going to talk about today <laughs> because there's so much to talk about and i want to talk about you raising your child. That's why I named this thing part one. Good because job. I want to talk about you, how to raise a child in this. Yeah. How to raise your children properly so that they could avoid the heartache of what's being thrown at them out yeah, there. Yeah. Yo, I was watching a uh, home de decorating thing on HG. I just was like, oh, this chick is from South Dakota. I like her style. You know, because I'm starting to go get into the Western type thing and, you know... Oh. So I was like, let me let me watch this. So I'm I'm doing my, the laundry, and during the commercials, I just go to the laundry room to fold clothes and do whatever I have to do. Camilla comes in for quite literally a second. She's upstairs playing with Anna, mm -hmm. and she sees this one commercial of of 
I forget what it's called. It's like um um um. It's not Ameritrade. Uh, something something like that for like HIV, like mm-hmm. so so that you can feel comfortable having gay sex. And like within this this commercial, there's like multiple males like just kissing each other and like passionately kissing each other. And I had no idea what was going on. Again, I'm in the other thing and I'm just listening. Oh, it's another ad for Otra Medicina, Mm -hmm. you know? And I come and Cam's like, ah! Like flips out and she's like runs back up stairs. And I was like, what happened? She's like, I I seen two boys kissing. I don't want none of that. And so she goes upstairs. Wow. And I was like, oh, great. Now my daughter thinks that I'm watching, you know. Right, yeah. What, what is happening? I leave the room for two seconds, and that's what's showing up. The fact of the matter is that you can't avoid what pops up in these videos. You can't avoid what pops up on, on like, ads that Billboards. your kids are, are doing. Anywhere, yeah. Literally, it, like, driving down the road, you see a freaking ad on the, the billboard and stuff mm-hmm. that's, like, disturbing or whatever. So what can we do? What can you do to feel secure, especially in the month of love? And uh, one of the things that I was going to get into is the understanding of who you are and why it's important. You know, you, Jonathan has been going at um, uh, just the, the study the past few, like the emphasis, spiritual emphasis week on that Wednesday and stuff about who you are in Christ Mm -hmm. and that you are a new creation, right? And the spirit uh, only reproduces spiritual things, yep. just as the flesh only reproduces flesh. And so, to me, the greatest flex of a parent is knowing who you are in Christ. Your self-identity, and I'm not talking about your children right now, I'm talking about you, which is why... Uh, I, I, you know, I want to tackle it in this manner because before we can even get to, you know, you telling your kid, you know, words of affirmation, you uh, letting them know that they're loved, hugging them, showing them time, quality time, and speaking life into them because every word you say is a seed. Before any of these things that we'll endeavor to speak about, you have to know for yourself who you are in Christ. Yeah. And so whether people know it or not, the, their reason for perpetual um, failure, their, the, the reason why they keep going around, spinning in circles, same thing, year after year, month after month, day after day, is because you fail to understand who you are. If you're sick in body, you fail to understand who you are. Mm-hmm. That's, that's harsh. That's harsh, but it's the reality. And people don't like that. People, because it's a lot easier to just kind of pray about everything. It's a lot easier to fast and believe God that he's going to do something about your problems. But the reality is that you already have everything you need for life and godliness. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that just the, the moments to come. We're going to open up the word here in a minute. But I'm just, I'm laying down this foundation Because it's absolutely imperative. You as an individual, I'm not talking to the person to the left of you, to the right of you. You, you personally, you as an individual need to understand who you are in Christ. It affects everything you do. Your view of yourself is more important than your view of God. 
and I said this already um, in, in the time that I think it was the last rain, your view, the view that you carry about yourself is much, much more important than the view that you carry about God. Because the you, you can do something about you, right? And in your mind, you can't really do anything about God. So, wow, God's all powerful. God's almighty. I can't really make him do it. I can't really push him to do anything. I can't, you know, convince him. I can't talk to him. I can't show up to his house. So God, in in a lot of people's minds, is this ethereal thing. It's up in the air. It's fairy dust. It's yes. But you, now that's a different story. You can do something about you. You can change you. You know, you can make steps. You can, you can create a reality because it's you. It's your world, right? So you, the way you see yourself is everything in the spirit, everything in this world. How you view yourself is imperative for where you're going and what you're going to do. And if you have a poor reflection of who you are or if you simply don't understand, you know, Bishop Oyedepo says it the, the, the best. There is, uh, what is it? It's just a wisdom problem. You don't have a, the only, yeah, it's like you don't have money problems. Typically he'll say like you don't have a financial problem, you have a wisdom problem. You don't have a demon problem, you have a wisdom problem. It all goes back to wisdom. All of the problems in your life that you have, it, it's not a spiritual attack. It's simply the fact that you there's not a, a, a understanding. Is that biblical wisdom? Yes. For what it is that you um, are, are seeking God for. If you're sick in body, it's because that you need revelation on the word. Mm-hmm. You need revelation to co- and, uh, come alive on the inside of you to understand, wait a minute, I don't have to be sick another day in my life. I don't have to be tormented in my mind another day in my life. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength to do it. Yes. Yes. So I want you to turn with me as we do this Bible study to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And it says here, very basic. Therefore... Mm -hmm. If any man be in Christ, mm-hmm. he is a new creation. So what is the step for understanding who you are in Christ? If you have an identity crisis, if you are insecure, if you're shy, if you are, aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing because of, you know, poor self-reflection, because you don't believe that you have what it takes, because you don't believe that, um, you know, you're capable of, of, of doing X, Y, Z. All of these things are, are significant in the things that we do on a day-to-day, and they're going to be significant on the things we do in a lifetime. And so when we understand who we are in Christ, the very first thing we have to understand is that you are a new creation. And so a lot of people don't get it, or at least they can recite this time and time again, but there's, um, it, it's not real for them, right? It's, again, the ethereal, spiritual realm that they keep everything in. So they, they'll say, I'm a believer, but I still struggle with this. You know, I'm a believer, but this. And there's always the but. Anything with a but, B-U-T, not B-U-T-T, 
Uh, anything with a but is a, is a direct reflection of the lack of understanding in the word of God. If the word of God says that you can have it, period, it's yours. Mm -hmm. But if there's a but, but I just don't, but I've had a past, but, you know, see, then, then there's poor revelation on this simple scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Yep. If any, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, are you in Christ? The answer is simply yes or no. Have you ever made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life? If the answer is yes, I did, then this is for you. So I want you to personalize this for yourself and look at it and say, hey, this is for me. I'm in Christ which means I am a new creation. So, so what, what you can't say about God, and I feel like a broken record just continually like saying this over and over again, and I'll say it over and over until you get it. Um, but what was I saying? Um, I don't even remember. You said, hang on, you just stopped me in my tracks. Um, who you are in Christ. are in Christ, you are a new creation. So it's not uh, just verbalizing that; it's coming to the understanding that you're a new yeah, creation, if been, if and made old things. Jesus Christ, you're your Lord and Savior. Yes, and and the old things have passed away. I'll just further read it. Um, Behold, the new has come. Therefore. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm -hmm. The old has passed away. So, so there's a lot of times where when we self-reflect, there's a lot of stuff that we're pulling from the past to reflect who we are today, to reflect who it is that we are. Well, I'm shy because I suffered abuse when I was a kid. I, you know, I, I have this ailment because... Everybody said that I was ugly. Everybody said that I was fat. And so there's, there's no beholding. Huh? See, you have to behold. You have to understand that has to be something that only you can do. You have to hold of that promise. You need to take hold of that promise. You and you yourself, you're the only ones that can take hold of that promise that you are who God says you are. You're a new creation. The old things have fallen away. They cannot come past today. If whatever's happened to me in the past is a failure or defeat or um, uh, self-deprecation, if it's of anxiety, if it's of fear, if it's of, uh, you know, what's in my bloodline, you know, we're all alcoholics, we're all abusive, we're all angry. If all of those things do not drop off of you, you can never be who God created you to be. And the first thing you have to know, and it's really elementary, but most people gloss over it like just some, just, it's just another scripture. It's just something else that we're just, oh, we can recite it just like we can, we can recite John 3.16. But is it a reality to you that you are a new, quite literally, a new species of being? The old me that's dead and gone. And, 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 it, and then, you know, for yourself to become better, 
to become fully who God's called you to be, then all of those excuses, that's what they are, drop off of you. I could have easily said, I'm an angry person. I can still say that. <laughs> I can still say, I'm very angry. And I could keep that anger in the future. And I could say, hey, th this, this way of my behavior, I'm going to pacify this. I'm going to allow this. I'm going to just coddle this, this, this area in my life because that's just who's, who I am. That's who I am. That's what I've been in. That's what I've, I've been around. And, and so we make these little, little happy little homes in our lives for this toxicity. And then, and then you're questioning why things aren't going to change. Why is my, my, my 2023 not going to be, or why is it going to be the same as every other year? Why is that? Because you're allowing things to permeate. You're allowing things to be festered when you should just cut it off. Can you say amen? Mm -hmm. So I looked at that word insecure. I looked it up. Because with an identity crisis means that you're not, it, it simply means you are not secure of who you are. And so the Webster's Dictionary, 1828, says insecure is not secure. Thank you. Thank you, Webster. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Webster's what else? Dictionary. It says not safe. Exposed to danger or loss. Okay, see what I'm saying? That that makes mm. all the difference in the world. That's because if you're not safe and you're exposed, then that makes you a target. Well, exactly. To predators, all kinds of predators. Do you remember that one class we went for shooting? Yes, I do. I'm yes, always I like do. drawn back. I still have I the notes. I do too. I still have the notes. I'm I gonna make too. a sermon about it. Oh, good. Um, because I think it was brilliant. I From know. Start to I was finish, like, man, was like, I feel the anointing. Preaching. I literally Amos said that. Was like, amen. Glory. We said that. We were like, I feel the anointing here. He was anointing. like, what is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But one of the things he said was, don't make yourself look like a target. That's right. How you carry yourself is Matters. everything. Yes. Yes. If I'm carrying myself like this. Body language. Even as, as something senses. as small as body language. Yeah. Like Head ready, up, ready to get my gun. Squared up. Start, boom, boom. Yeah. Alert, aware. Yes. It does something. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm like this, yeah, and just constantly looking body down, language, holding onto your body frame, looking down, totally unaware of phone, what's around, clueless, my, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I have made myself a target. Yeah, for the enemy, for sure. And this is what is happening out in the world right now, with this level of insecurity, with this um, uh, failure to identify who you are, truly as God made you. You become easy prey to the enemy. And that's exactly what's been happening. Right, yeah. So now everything that sounds like it's okay is accepted as, as okay. Right, yeah. No, this is a heavy subject. <laughs> because I think a lot of people find their identity in what they've been through, um, who they come from. So the idea that you have to, it's not about whether or not, because I think a lot of times we go back and we just fall back to, you know, um, our old tendencies, just kind of like muscle memory. If we, we uh, identify as like our traumas, the way that we dealt with certain traumas at certain ages, those things just kind of come up. And if you don't sort it out, 
you're going to be you're not going to be secure in who you are and, and whose you are. You will be devoured by the enemy. Well, I mean, I hate to say it in that kind of fashion, but yeah, like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you need to know that, like, the biblical way of understanding who you are, kind of like, how do you do that? How do you defragment or detach yourself from your past or circumstances and then attach yourself into, or should I say graft yourself? Hmm? Yeah. Into a new understanding of who you are. Do you, are you asking me that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, turn with me to find Because this really, this really does get, go into like what even is grafting? I think it's like a Christian kind of well, I just want everybody to understand Word. these are the things that we have to institute in our own home well, in order to produce children that are going to be secure and be able to make it out there. And so if you don't understand this level, okay, at this basic level of basic, understanding basic. who you are. Well, I mean, and if that's you don't I'm understand it, that's why I, I need for you to go a little bit deeper, even, even like, like this. I'm going to try to share this with the, with the, who should I share this with? Rom or Steph? Steph. Show this picture because once we start getting into, like I love to say, the granular, kind of like the very small, you can really tackle the big. Yes. It's the really, it's the steps of faith. It's not the leaps of faith. It's just the, kind of like the small stuff. So when you have an understanding, you can't kind of skim over something like we've been grafted in, like you read in Second Corinthians. Like that right there, pause, halt. And let's just go into that and figure out, okay, grafting in is you can't have a reality outside of being grafted into the new vine. Right. So your vine is your family lineage. Say like if you like look at it in just like a terms of like your family tree. So your family tree might be toxic. Maybe there's, you know, abuse, some kind of, you know, history in your whatever. But we've been snapped off if you're a branch You've been snapped off and then you've been engrafted into a new tree. Mm -hmm. So now your heritage is, un can you believe this? This is, a, these are two branches that have been grafted in. And so if, Steph, can you pull up a tree that's already been grafted after they've been grown out? I've seen one in Hawaii and I took pictures of it. You know, so there's there's a certain way that you can do it. You can there's there's kind of that string that gets attached to the thing or whatever, but you get grafted into a new tree. So therefore, whatever your 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 lineage is, maybe your whatever your your tree um, says about you, that's no longer your new tree. So when I when I Pause. started people are actually doing this. They're actually yeah, grafting. This is a very common, this is an apple tree, I believe. How to graft an apple I tree. I feel challenged. I feel like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, because you want, it It spurs on new growth and say like there was a branch that was cut off because of disease or whatever. You can make it grow bigger. Yeah, okay. Here. Yeah, so if you start thinking about yourself in this kind of way, uh -huh. and you have to remember, you know, when we talk about meditation on the word, you have to start thinking about these kinds of subjects in a more granular level so that you can really get affected on the bigger scale things. So when we talk about identity, this is kind of like a big scale thing, but what does that look like more on a molecular level? And so then let's talk about, that's an af that's the aftermath of a grafted tree branch. You can't, even tell. you can't even tell that that would be, you know, a brand new tree limb. So that's 
see, look at, all right, now see, she's pulling up all the apple trees. Wow. Look at all the, wow. the fruit wow. there, okay? Come on, somebody, hallelujah. So, but what that means is you're no longer from the same, <laughs> from the same tree. You're no longer from the same vine. So you have to start allowing yourself to meditate. Like, wait a minute, I, I keep, my tendency is to keep going back to the trauma, right. keep going back to the toxicity of what it means to come from where I come from. Now you have to sever those thoughts and start thinking as though you were part of a new tree, a new heritage, a new lineage. And that takes some time, but once you're there, you're all the way Look there. Look at them apples. Come on. How you like them apples? Here we go. Uh, why did I give Steph the liberty to do this? <laughs> now it's going to be watercolor. Uh, apple, apple pie. <laughs> give me a picture of apple pie because that's the ultimate fruit. But anyway, so, so but, okay, go. Yeah. So, but the, the, the emphasis here too is the fact that you have to do the severing yourself. Well. Like nobody else can sever that past for you but you. God can't even do that. There's also, <laughs> yeah? Yes. Um, so there's, there's never, there's never a time in your life where all of a sudden all of those things are just done for you. Right. That is something that you mentally have to prepare yourself for. Well, it's you definitely an exercise. It's an exercise. And out. Yeah. The next time you want to fight and you want to throw hands. Yeah. You can't. No. You, yeah. It and, looks and like that. If we're going to do the granular, granular level or whatever. Yeah. And I'm not going to say like everybody does it like me where you're contemplating throwing hands on somebody. <laughs> I won't say that, but like an argument with your husband. Yeah. You know, what is, who is your identity? Are you loving? Yeah. Are you keeping no record of wrong? Are you doing what the word of God says? Or are you literally no, making a scrapbook of everything he said that hurt well, your feelings? Well, again, we're going to say this over and over again. Like with the 21 days of fasting, I think it's people make false finish lines to their demise. It's not a finish line. It's a constant and, and I don't want to say that it's a battle because the battle's already been won. But every single it's day, an exercise. It's, it's an effort. It's an exercise. It's you an need effort. to take up your cross every single day. You need to run the race. And if you stop win. that exercise, you get fat and sloppy. No, 100%. But there's people that think that, okay, once I get through this 21 days of fasting, then I can coast. Uh-uh. That's I literally can sense every, in my spirit that that's what's happening. Every single, and that's the reason why the Wednesdays kicked. Yeah, Wednesdays are kicking kick It's just in. a little reminder, like a little about you bow. are not your own. Exactly. Stay but, with it. Stay you know, on it. You you always have to. You never get. And I think that people want the quick fix. How is it that I can get like peace in my mind and this that? It's not a. It's not a quick thing. It's like you talk to a bodybuilder. Oh, how many how many days off do you get? Uh, one one day off or whatever or zero days off because yeah. you're constantly training. So in the same fashion, you have to constantly train in the spirit. And then especially if you have any traumas in, in, in your, you know, history or whatever, you got you to gotta, you gotta fight, man. Fight the good battle. You can't coast. So anywho's, we, we were in the grafted in part, and I had asked you, and you wanted to read Philippians. Philemon. And, Philemon. But at the same thing, because you were just like saying like everything that I kind of wanted to touch up on but forgot about. Galatians 5.16 says, let me read it in the Amplified because I love. But I say walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, you know. Stay spiritual. To be, yeah. Folks. We always say that to our people here. We always say that to our staff. Well, I say that mostly lulls. because there is lulls. Yeah. And this is a year of peace. 
but who knows what's happening next year? And not wow. to not to be that doom and gloom kind of lady, but say China declares war, then all of a sudden everybody is lining up to go to church again and yada, and here we go, and we're walking people off the the mental, you yeah. know, fatigue. What it's just, it's insane. But just if you stay spiritual, then nothing is gonna alarm you. Nothing's nothing. gonna scare you. Nothing will surprise you. Nothing. Because you're in the grind. And that's what, you know, again, with Bishop Oyedepo saying that life isn't funfair, it's warfare. Understanding even in a time of peace, you're constantly looking around, seeing that the enemy is staying away. He's still there. Like, you're yeah. not putting your guard down for one freaking second. Mm -hmm. Just like me, like, putting my guard down to, you know, throw another load of laundry in the other room, and all of a sudden, there's, there's you know, yeah. this crazy stuff happening on TV. Like, don't put your guard down even for a second. And it says here, walk habitually in this manner. Walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek him and be responsive to his guidance. I don't know if I can move on from this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can move on from this. Mm -hmm. This is so Stay right good. there. Stay Hold right on. there. This is, you're helping us. Like, I'm Daddy helping Jack. myself. I'm helping myself. You're helping us. Hey. 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 Seek him. Mm -hmm. See, there's, there's another part of us that will, would love to try to figure this out on our own strength and power. Or would love to just kind of like coast, right? Yeah. But if we coast, we're doing things anti the way God wants them to be done. He wants to be talked to. He wants to be uh, asked about what to do. What should I do? Where should I go? And, and it says here so beautifully, if you seek him mm -hmm. and be responsive to his guidance. So, so what does this entail? It means that you, God wants to speak to you. God wants to give you that guidance, but he 100% leaves it up to you. Whether you will respond or not is 100% up to you. So we can seek him all we, uh, we want, but if we're not going to respond to that guidance, then we're not doing anything. We're just going to just continue to just, you know, tread water. What version was that? The Amplified? Amp. Yeah. Dang, son. <laughs> and then you will... Mm -hmm. Certainly not carry out the desires of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. So my gosh, this is so like, how do I even, how do I say it any better than what they just said it? You can't. You can't. Say long. So that's the thing. Like in order for us to do this, in order for us to play this part of knowing who we are in Christ... We first have to start seeking God in his word, but then walking in the spirit, habitually walking in the spirit, habitually saying, I am a spirit, I'm a spirit. More, first and foremost, more than anything else, I am first a spirit before I'm flesh. So disregard how you feel. Hmm. When we talk about carnality, we're not talking about like lust and drug addiction and porn addiction. We're simply talking about your five senses. And there's so much more to life than your five senses. And this is where God wants us to be in order for us to recognize who we are. We're first spirit. Old things, everything that has to do with me 
in my old nature, in my sinful nature, they've passed away. I'm a new species of being. We are three parts, body, soul, and spirit. We're three parts. But the one that's going to last forever is your spirit. So that's what we, and it's really difficult to try to relate to that to that, you know, uh, to that dimension reality, yeah. or that reality, because w when it comes to my body, I just slap myself. Right. Yeah. I just it hurt. Yeah. Hope I'm not bleeding. I I, <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I'm excited. <laughs> uh, you know, you could you could pull your hair. You know, I could see a reflection of my body and what I'm doing even now. You know what I mean? When it comes to my soul, I can feel that. I can feel when I feel a broken heart. Mm -hmm. I can feel when I'm uh, feeling, when I'm angry, when I'm confused, when I'm scared. All of those, that's the soul realm. I can feel those things. That's a reality. But what about the spirit? Mm -hmm. you, there's nothing, there's no gauge that you can have in the spirit except for what I'm going to talk to you about in one second. But um, I looked up the, the thing in First Strong's mm -hmm. definition of spirit, and it's the immortal soul. Yeah. So the spirit is just the soul that's unable to die. Mm -hmm. So it's it's like it's like it's 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 like the same thing, you know. It's you can't really see your soul. You can feel it, and when it comes to the spirit, and that's why why people are saying, "Oh, I feel the spirit so strongly." Technically, yes, we're feeling those things. They've entered into what what you're feeling isn't the spirit. What you're feeling is the anointing, mm -hmm. which is different. You know, and so there isn't really like a gauge for the, the spiritual element of who we are, except for what I'm about to, to read to you. But before I read that to you, I want to continue to emphasize Galatians 5, 16. You have to be responsive to his guidance, which is found where? Where is his guidance? Uh, uh, apart from just, you know, the still small voice because you are a spirit being and you have God's spirit living on the inside of you. So, you know, obviously there's not a chapter that says, you know, Deuteronomy 150 verse 6 that says don't ride your motorcycle on Tuesday. <laughs> you know, I, obviously that's not there. Those still small voices are something that are catered and, and they're unique to you. That's something that the Spirit's telling you. I don't even have a, a motorcycle. But the Spirit of God might say, don't get on that motorcycle today. And you listen to the Spirit of God. I, I was just looking at, um, I watched a, a 700 Club mm -hmm. about this guy that um, lost, he was supposed to be dead, but he's confined to a wheelchair. And he was talking, they were talking about listening to the spirit of God. And he said, that morning, I felt the spirit of God say, don't get on the bike. And I was like, it's a beautiful day. Why wouldn't I get on the bike? And there was a, they had just finished doing some kind of construction. There was gravel. He fell off his bike. It was a freak accident. And he lost the ability to walk. But his emphasis was listen to the spirit. Yeah. Because the spirit's telling you. Yeah, and yeah. the spirit's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. Yes, so besides listening to the spirit, you listen to the word of God. Mm -hmm. That's him speaking to you. And then it says, and then you won't carry out the desires of your sinful nature, which is the flesh. Mm -hmm. And this responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. Could you define something better that's happening out into the world? 
except people responding impulsively with absolutely no regard for God or his precepts. Without a doubt, yeah. They just act impulsively. I feel like I'm a unicorn today, so I'm, that's what I'm going to be. <laughs> that's what a unicorn sounds like. I feel like I'm a man today, so I'm gonna be a man. I'm gonna take my makeup off and wear a fake mustache. You, the, the reality is that if I died today and 500 years from now they, the, my remains were, were, were found, they would do DNA testing and they'd say, oh, look at her, uh, she, it's either XX or XY. Either one, it's either you're a male or you're female. They, I mean, I don't need no, makeup, all I need is just DNA. DNA will tell you that you're a man or a woman, mm -hmm. right? So, so then where is the confusion? The confusion is up here. The confusion is the, 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 the fact that there's absolutely no regard to God and his precepts. And there's a, there's a response and we do it impulsively. How many of us have been in trouble because of that? Just an impulsive I mean, something. If I'm going to be real, yes, a lot, still. Okay, that's why, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm warning the viewers. Stay sharp, all right? This is something that needs to be done all the time. Because can you imagine we're in this far and that, that still is a tendency that tends to arise? Of course. Because if, if, if you're feeling something, if you're feeling like you're attacked, you act impulsively. That's not the way God wants it to be. No. So you're not going to be like just, you idiot, you never and then just... Boom, just a, a word vomit onto mm -hmm. your spouse yeah. because you impulsively responded. When that's not what God wants, to, he wants you to be calculated in everything you do. Quiet yourself. Yeah. You know, be, be aware of what's happening, but don't be, don't be a reactive person like that. Like just, uh, just reacting on impulse. Respond. There's a difference between a reaction and a response. A response is like, I'm going to think things through, and before I say anything that's going to hurt you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see, uh, you know, down the line, this is, this is going to impact yeah. my daughter. This is going to impact my son. This is going to impact my marriage. So maybe not call your spouse a freaking idiot. And I'm saying freaking to be nice. So you have to do your part. Again, with the severing, of, of what's old, you become new. That's a job that you have to do with mm -hmm. the help of the Holy Spirit yeah. and with the help of Philemon's 1-6. Are you there? Yes. No, I'm not, but. <laughs> I didn't think so. That's why I looked at you. I'm like, you liar. <laughs> I'm going to read it in two versions, the New King James Version first, and then we'll go into the Amplified. It says in Philemon's 1-6, it says uh, that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Let me read that in the New Living Translation. Yes, please. And I am praying that you will put into action. That's another, again, no Something one can put this into. from you, yes. Exactly. No one can put this into action except for you. I am praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. What is the first step? You need to respond. 
What is the first step to knowing who you are in Christ? I'll read it in the Amplified. I pray that, that the sharing of your faith may become effective and powerful. You know your faith can't become effective and powerful until you do one thing. And it says, through knowing, understanding, perceiving, acknowledging, yeah, acting on every good thing, or in the um, Amplified, it says, I just, um, let's say, uh, effective and powerful because of your accurate knowledge mm -hmm. of every good thing which is ours in Christ. You can't get, you can't even take off. Some of y'all in the spirit, <laughs> some of y'all in the spirit, you feel like you're like, oh, I've been, you know, I'm a seasoned Christian and I know the Bible and I'm, you know, I, I've been saved for 30 years, 15 years, two years, and I, I'm a devout uh, churchgoer. I go every time the doors are open. But in the spirit, it's like you're a plane and you haven't even taken off. The, the engine's ready, but you have yet to take off. Why is that? Because there isn't, just like the Amplified says, an accurate knowledge of every good thing that Christ has done for us. Yep. And so until you understand those things with accurate knowledge, that's not, that's, that to me isn't just like a, a, a glossing over of yeah. these truths. Right. Just like the, the simple truth of I am not who I am, the old dead, mm -hmm. uh, the old me is dead, mm -hmm. and there's a new species of being. Mm -hmm. So anything that, you know, used to happen in my life that would lead me down a, a, a rough road, that, I, I, I can't relate. That simple truth could deliver you out of all of your mess. And I, I'm telling you this because we get a lot of emails and a lot of stuff that's like, I, you know, I love God, but I'm, I'm bound to, to pornography addiction. I'm bound to this kind of addiction. I, am, I'm, I, I still feel depressed. I still feel sick in body. I still feel like I'm not, I'm not getting what I'm asking for. Why is that? And you have to come to that understanding. This affects everything. This basic truth literally affects everything that you do, everything that comes out of your life, everything that's a harvest to you right now stems from this understanding. A basic knowledge that I am not that old person. I'm a new species of being. Mm -hmm. And what the word of God has to say about me and my life, I have to know that with, with, with accurate knowledge. Yeah. Not a passing by, not a bystander's knowledge or, oh yeah, I, I know that, like I know generally like what that's talking about. No. Like it has to be everything. And that's why God's like, I, I want everything or nothing at all. Because that's what it's going to take for you to be effective. Mm -hmm. He can't have you just kind of in there, kind of out there. And I'm talking to you, believer, who really loves God. And there isn't really like anything, you know, terrible about my life. I don't feel like I'm. But, but why is your life not soaring? Why is it that, that there's still problems? Why is it that you're still believing God for certain breakthroughs in certain areas of your life? This is going to alleviate all of that. Amen. This understanding 
of who you are in Christ and what it takes to become a supernatural. You know, that's, that's what it is. We're no longer a, a, a flesh being. We are, we are spirit. Yes. Spirit is over or above the supernatural or, or the, the natural. Yeah, right. So if, if, if we are now identifying with God, and this again is coming from um, John 3, when Jonathan was saying that spirit begets spirit. Mm -hmm. And uh, John, uh, let me see what's John 6, because I wrote that down. John 6. And so when we understand that, like, like re reproduces like, right? Yeah. A cat doesn't reproduce a dog. Right. You know, a goat doesn't reproduce a dinosaur. Mm -hmm. It can't happen. Yeah. But they do, they do replicate themselves. So if I was born again, who am I likened to now? It's not, it's not mommy. Mm -hmm. It's not Bobby. Mm -hmm. It's not your parents. It's not your last name. I am now, I am now the image of Christ. I am now identifying with God. Well, that's, that's the wildest part, because even if you start, to, you know, reading <laughs> the word, you start realizing that, okay, so a lion, uh, the, the offspring of a lion is a lion, you know, all of these kinds of things that, that Pastor Jonathan always talks about. But then you start realizing that somebody, if God's word promises heaven, then somebody that's not of heaven can't offer that eternal heaven to somebody not from heaven. Do you understand what I'm yes. saying? So it's like, if you're from the earth, then you're bound to the earth. So it would only be like God to send his only son from heaven to make it, a, to make heaven able to afford us heaven. Does that make and sense? And it would only be the devil that would try to take you to a place where you feel like you're not good enough. Right. Or to, to rob you of that knowledge that sure. I, I'm identifying with Christ. Mm -hmm. Like, that's my elder brother. I'm in this lineage Well, now. that's the only way into heaven. He's the only way in. So if you have that askew, then, my goodness, it's no wonder why people live like hell on earth. And that's, that's when I was mentioning what Jonathan was talking about, John 3, 6, it says in the New King James Version, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And the first spirit is a capital S. Yeah which means it's talking about the spirit of God. It's talking about the, the triune God, the spirit, the, the, the Godhead, father, son, and spirit. So now if, if that's what was born when I was born again, the old has to be done away with, and now I have to accept who I am. And who I am is God the father, God the son, and God the spirit. That might seem like it's blasphemous to you, but that's the Bible, whether you want to believe it or not. And it's not that I'm God, the capital G, but I am his daughter. So there's certain things on, on the inside of me that are just not permitted. You know, like when I talk about the royal family, there's certain things that you are not allowed to do with a royal family. You can't hug them. You can't approach them coming from the left or who knows. You can't stand behind them. I don't, I don't know what's all. She can't wear red nail polish. She's got, she can't wear open toe shoes. You can't wear, um, uh, uh, what are those things, those big 
things. Wedges. wedges. You can't wear wedges. She no, she can wear wedges, but the Queen Elizabeth hated them. Oh, okay. But that was yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Loser. Uh, or you, you know, there's just certain protocol when it comes to royalty that you have to know. Like, I, okay, I can't just sit here. I can't just sit wherever I, I want. Right. I can't just, you know, eat however I want. Oh, I want the sandwich. I'm going to eat it with my two hands. No, there's certain protocol, and you have to sit there and study what the protocol is. That's right. In order for you to exude that you're, like, uh, uh, royalty. Yeah. Right? So, and people are expecting that from you. If you're royalty, there's an expectation yep. of you behaving a certain way, of you doing something a certain way. And if you don't know that, it's because you haven't studied it. Yeah. Those littles in the royal, they're not just going to all of a sudden, it's not in their DNA to know exactly which fork to choose from for the 15 forks that are on the spread at a fancy dinner. They wouldn't even call it a fancy dinner, but you know what I mean. <laughs> they, they wouldn't be drinking coffee like me with no. an elbow. Mm -mm. <laughs> they no. would not be wearing what I'm wearing, a, a no. Fitbit watch or whatever, a Garmin watch. Like, no. what is that? What a no. disgrace. What a disgrace. They wouldn't do their hair like me. Ugh. You know... So, so what, 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 what made the difference? What is making the difference even in those littles, even now that are in the Royal family training, training, it's training. And so when we say that spirit is spirit, just like flesh is flesh, then let's start in the spirit. Can you say amen? amen. So what is the spirit? Go, go to first Thessalonians five twenty three while I read. John 6, 63, it says, the spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. Mm -hmm. Did I read that right? Yes. The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. So why do you continue to struggle? Because there's human effort involved. And God doesn't need for you to try to do it in your own strength and power. In fact, the Bible says it's not by might and it's not by power or man's power or strength, but it is by the spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Yeah. So once you understand how important it is to be in the spirit, yeah. to acknowledge the spirit, to make room for the spirit, then you can go into a, a supernatural or what it says here, uh, 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 eternal life mm -hmm. and eternal life is not just l immortal living in, in heaven Etern you know you can bring eternal life here where where there's things in 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 the natural that are trying to rob you of your peace of your joy of your finances and of your health you know you can pull down that eternal that that reality of eternal life now and make it work for you right now did you know that mm-hmm and it says here in the same uh, scripture, John 6, 63. And the very word I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Yep. The Amplified says, the words I have spoken to you are spirit and life, providing eternal life. Why would we need... Okay, I want, I want you to just like hone in on this with me, Max. Yeah, I'm honing in. Hone in. He's saying the words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. Yeah. And then the Amplified goes a little bit deeper and it says it provides you eternal life. Mm -hmm. 
So like if, if we are children of God, mm -hmm. children of God have already accepted and believed, right? Yeah. Obviously through the word. Um, but a, a continuation of that, like habitual understanding of this. Mm -hmm. uh, why, why, would we need, why would we need that provision for eternal life here now? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. The words I've spoken to you are spirit and life, providing eternal life. Yes. What's the sense of providing eternal life when I already have it? If I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. That's a great question. Because God wants us to live above the natural realm. He wants you to tap into the heavenly dimensions now. And I, you know your girl's not weird. You know, like, oh, where there's a portal to heaven. No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that the word of God is what's going to bring you that heavenly dimension. Mm -hmm. It's going to give you the God touch in your life, in your marriage, in your ministry, in your finances. Right, because Some of us need it. If it's working in a spiritual, eternal level, how much more in an earthly? Well, it's, it's that dichotomy because we're talking about, remember how he said uh, the flesh conveys no benefit. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and the, I like the New Living Translation says, human effort accomplishes nothing. nothing. Yeah. So, so then let's look at the other side of the coin. If human effort doesn't accomplish anything, then what's going to accomplish something? It's the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. It's the understanding of who we are and the understanding that we have eternal life and we can tap into it that's going to produce for us things that human effort are not going to get you. Right. So it's that understanding. And what is, the, the, what, what is it that we're talking about? We're talking about the spirit. His words are spirit. That's why I continue to say, are you, are you following the, the, the trail? Yes. We talked about the spirit can only, uh, you know. Like begets like. Like begets like. Can mm -hmm. only reproduce spirit. Mm -hmm. So then how do we get this thing started? That's what you asked 50 minutes ago. Yeah. And, and the, the, the answer is found in that Philemon's uh, scripture where it says, I, I would, I pray, mm. I am praying that you'll put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience. Again, your faith is effective and powerful because of your accurate knowledge of what? The spirit, the word, mm -hmm. the word. That's where we start. Read what I told you. First uh, Thessalonians 5.23, And may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, separate you from profane things, make you pure and wholly consecrated to God. Uh, W-H-O-L-L-Y. And may your spirit and soul and body be preserved sound and complete and found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. The reason why I wanted to tap into that is the emphasis that we are a, a body with a soul, but we're, we're, we're a spirit with a body. The body's the shell, and then we have a soul mm -hmm. on the inside of us, which is just your mental faculties. It's like your, your thinking, your feeling aspects yeah. of that. And there in, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, you're responsible for all three of those things. Read it again. I'm going to do it in, in a different version. Let's try the New Living Translation. 
Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. I like the other one. Did you do a New Living Translation? I did Amplified Classic that first time, but it was a little bit long and a little bit wordy. Uh, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through that is separate you from profane and vulgar things make you pure and whole and undamaged consecrated this one's regular amplified consecrated to him set apart for his purposes and may your spirit soul and body be kept complete and be found blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ so there's a consecration that needs to take place and he wants you to become complete. There's, there's a consecration, which means there's a separation unto these things, these spiritual things. These have to have a, a, a home in your life. This whole thing about reading the word every now and again, maybe not ever, like I'll pick it up if I, you know, if I'm really like struggling, those days have to be over. Yeah, more than just reading it. You can set aside five minutes a day and read it as some type of tradition, but unless you're understanding it, unless you're meditating on it and then doing what Ada does even like, you know, let's, let's define this word and kind of being able to take those bite-sized pieces and then being able to digest the word the way that it's probably properly should that's what we mean it's not it's not a matter of just reading the word it's an understanding like a spiritual understanding that you could now learn to discern the word yes and and know those principles and i looked up the word understand okay and it says to have the same ideas as the person who speaks oh see Ooh. yeah Ooh. that's good so who's speaking in the word uh-huh uh-huh that's right. He wants you, and that's that's when you can we, think the same. This is the this is the thing that ticks me off. I have the mind of Christ, <laughs> but you don't read give the me, word. Give me give me give me three scriptures that you, you know. don't read the word. There's no understanding then. Right. How right. can you say that? How can you say that you love God when you don't obey His word? You don't even, even know the it. word. You don't know the word. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, yes. forget obey. Do you even read the word? Right. Then please miss me on the fact that you love God and that you're a good person and you don't know why this attack happened to you. You can miss me with that. You can miss me with that every single time. Because that, that's what it looks like. Unfortunately, we're living in a day and age where I've gotten so many, I don't know why my, my so-and-so, my nana, she went home to be with the Lord and, and uh, she's 89 and I don't know why that happened. She died of cancer. I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, uh, to, to say everybody's like so perfect and oh, she loved God with all her heart, and this and that. You know, who's right? Who's right here? See, a lot of times, the reason why the the world is in the state that they're in is because I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying to paint this picture as clearly as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, they're taking what they've experienced, what they've felt, what they're feeling, and they're making that the reality. Well, yeah. Their experience, what they feel, supersedes the word. Right. What? 
I, I hope not. And that's that's but the that go- is well, what's well, that's what's honestly. But <laughs> yeah. that's the when people talk about gospel, people talk about their gospel, right? They don't. They're not talking about the gospel. They're talking about their own gospel, and their own gospel comes from what? Well, experience. you don't know experience. That's exactly right. The the. So I rebuke that. Yeah, and that and that's ultimately why. There's an identity crisis out in the world. That's it. Because you wake up and you feel something and that becomes your reality and it trumps what the word of God has to say. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So if you don't experience in some kind of area, then obviously it's not true. That's not, that's not accurate. You have to be convinced that the word of God is the ultimate truth regardless of how you're feeling or what you see. And again, I feel like I say that every time I'm, I have a mic. I know. Every time. Gotta do it. Just got to keep saying it. It'll stick. But this is the first step in understanding who you are in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. is the reality that the word of God is spirit and spirit reproduces spirit. That's right. I am a spirit. I can't identify with my flesh anymore. I can't identify with the old things that have, have passed uh, uh, away. I am a new creature the me who now lives is christ in the flesh mm-hmm. let me look that up the me that now lives is christ in the flesh so i can't say i'm an idiot i can't say that I'm ugly, I can't say that I'm worthless, I can't say that I can't do certain things, because if, 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 if I can't say that about Jesus, which is God, how can I say that about me? Yeah. See, it's a lack of understanding. That's right. First John 4, 2, it says, this is how we know if they have the spirit of God. If a person proclaiming to a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real pot body, that's... A person has the spirit of God. That is not what I wanted to read, but somebody needed to read that. That's it. Somebody received. Galatians 2.20. Earrings are itchy. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live But Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I have shared his crucifixion. Mm. Do you identify with the cross like that where I shared that crucifixion? Because there is there is a crucifying that needs to take place in the lives of people. And what is that crucifixion? It's, it's killing off flesh. It's not your actual flesh like Jesus ripped out from his back. It is flesh, the, 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 the five senses. I have to strip those things away to understand who I really am. Who I really am has nothing to do with my five senses. I am sharing in that crucifixion. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith, which is what? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. And this faith by adhering to, relying on, 
and completely trusting. I say uh, this is like we're saying the same thing in, in 18 different facets. Yeah. Here's another boom facet of the diamond. There's another boom. There's another angle. Here's another angle. Here's another angle. This is saying the same exact thing. In order for you to understand who you are in Christ, there has to be an adhering to, a relying on, and a trusting in his word. Not, not just a little bit of trusting. Completely trusting mm -hmm. in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me, which is why we started the whole thing. Love. Love was the great motivator for all of this. Amen. Love is what caused him to come up with a plan so that you didn't have to walk around like the victim, that you wouldn't have to continue to be the, 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 the punching bag for the enemy. Love motivated him. Love made him become sin. Someone who didn't know who, what sin was, he put on, he became sin. Jesus did that. Why did Jesus do that? Because he loved me. He loved you. Amen. All of this stems from the love that God has for us. So not adhering to these things, not fully, completely trusting in his word, not relying on him every single moment of every single day, that's only going to affect you and your walk and your progression or lack thereof. So how you, how you view these things is absolutely integral. How you view yourself in light of the word of God is absolutely necessary for you to complete the task that God has for you. No wonder. No wonder things have been, uh, you know, continuing to fester. No wonder things have been con continuing to just kind of like stall out. You go, and it's off. It's the reason why you. This has to become a reality to you. On last uh, last Wednesday, or I don't know what day it was, I spoke a little bit about the suddenlies of God, based yeah. on what Pastor Rodney was talking about, mm -hmm. and how he expects suddenlies. And I'm like, I want that too. Me too. Why can't I have suddenlies? Good suddenlies happen to me, where I'm I'm changing levels continually. You know, there's not a ton of time left. So why not just have, why not just get everything that I want? Why not just do everything that I want to accomplish now? Why can't I have these divine encounters happening every single day? I can have them. Yes, My expectation isn't going to be cut off. By the end of every day, I'm always thinking about what, what was a suddenly that happened today? Uh, I am too. Yeah, I journal it. And then if you don't, if you're not realizing it, then you'll, you'll, miss, it. you'll miss it every single day. And when you take those things seriously, God's like, oh, she's paying attention. I'll do something that'll really blow your mind. That's right. Mm -hmm. And every day, once you show your gratitude towards God, once you begin to rely on his word and him, his presence and everything else, everything gets affected by it. You're not going to live a mundane, natural life. If you want the house, you'll, you'll get it. He'll, he'll tell you exactly where to get it, where, exactly where, where to go. You just have to rely on him. Be confident in his word. But really, it starts with his word. You need to understand the language of heaven. And that's the first step in knowing who you are. And knowing the basic reality that I am a new creation. Once I, 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 I was born again, that's the basic. Man, some of y'all got born again 50 years ago, 40 years ago. 
We got to revisit those things in the past. In the back, like, you know, back at the good things, not the bad things. We got to revisit the, the basic, back, going back to the fundamentals of things that we maybe missed. Mm -hmm. It's the understanding of I am not me anymore. I am Christ in the flesh. Who you're looking at right now, it might look like Adalis, the shell is Ada, but really on the inside of me, it's Jesus Christ because he and I are one. You know, a lot of times that would be like deemed as blasphemy, but Second, it's not. Yeah, no. It's the word. And I'm only quoting to you what the word of God has to say. And I'm telling you, if you do the same, everything is going to change. This year is not going to look remotely close to what it did last year or in previous years. Amen. It's going to blow you away. And then you could tell your kids, we're not getting there yet. We will get there. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you how to say things to declare things over your kids to have them repeat these things to you but I want to talk to you today because you are what matters you cannot replicate who you're not that's good oh I I know you know I'm struggling with my self-identity I'm really insecure I don't like to look people in the eyes I feel like I'm fat and ugly I feel like uh you know just because you know my husband tells me that I'm fat and ugly sometimes that I'm really fat and ugly so, but but my daughter's different <laughs> it, no your daughter's gonna take on with all the of exact same thing. Everything. All of them. All of them. That's true. So until you defeat no, that good. giant. That's it. Ain't nobody in the family. Uh, but it's going to move on. It's, it's possible. Sure. And just you can like, do it quickly. Just like David. He chopped off. And then did, did any of his, his kids have to chop off Goliath's head? No. No. Anybody at all. Did any of them need to go and, and, and fight a big giant? No. Because David took care of it. So these are the things that we have to do as family, as parents, especially you, mom, especially you, dad. Yeah. You need to set this as a reality for yourself before you're trying to make it with these kids. Maybe you didn't know it before. You'll know it now. So I want you to do this. I want you to lift up your hands. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for this word. And I thank you that... Every person that's struggling with their identity, every person that's insecure, every person that's sick, every person that's feeble, every person that's weak, every person that's full of anxiety and depression, any person that's oppressed, any person that, that is struggling with it. Did I say eating disorder already? I'm going to say it again. Say it again. Uh, uh, an eating disorder or, or they, they don't know which gender they are. They're just confused. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for this word and I pray that you would make it a reality to them even now who they are. Father, give them a glimpse of who they are even now by your wonderful spirit. Meet them where they're at. In the mighty name of Jesus, and I pray that everything of insecurity drops off of them, that our, secure, our security, our firm footing would be found in your word, which is you. John 1, 1 says, and it declares that the word of God is God. And so as we spend time devouring your word, getting into your word, I thank you that a new reality is created in the lives of those that are represented here. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, everything of their old nature drops off of them now. And we identify with who you are. You are perfect. You are 
are, are righteous, you are holy, and that's who we are too. Father, I thank you that in your word, when we look at it, it's like a mirror. It's like into a mirror. And I thank you, Father, that the mirror shows us everything we need to take care of, everything we need to get rid of in order for us to show the reflection of who we really are in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Every bout of, 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 of sickness, everything that's still lingering, everything that's still of, of defeat and failure or stagnancy, I command it to drop off of these people now in the mighty name of Jesus as they receive the revelation of who they are through Jesus Christ because we in his word are promised that we are like you. We are reproduced because of you. And you are spirit and you are perfect. That means I am spirit and I am perfect and I follow in the bloodline, the new bloodline, which is Jesus' blood, which is the blood of Jesus flowing through my veins. All of the things, whether it's sickle cell anemia or any blood disorders, all of those things have to fall off of me because that's not my bloodline. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus, every form of Alzheimer's, and, and, and dementia, they have to go because I have, I carry in me the mind of Christ and those things cannot function on the inside of me. That's who I am. Glory. That is the reality of who I am in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Everything of anxiety, everything of fear, everything of torment, it has to drop off of me now. It cannot stay another second of another day because I have the mind of Christ. Amen. I have the joy of Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for the blood. I thank you for your blood that's upon us even now mm -hmm. in the mighty name of Jesus, doing a work that no man can take the credit for. Mm -hmm. And as we, we make room for the Spirit, as we adhere to the word, as we make room for your word, as we make room to walk in the spirit, just like your word declares and not of the flesh, I thank you for unusual things to happen even now. As those things start to break off, as the, 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 the light starts to go off in your brain, I thank you for new ideas, a, a, a way out of the situation, a resolve to that problem in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and all God's people said. Amen. Amen. And if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sin. I believe that Jesus is my Savior. He's my Father, my Redeemer, and my friend. He died on the cross, but rose again on the third day to break the power of sin over my life. I am forgiven. I am a child of God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And if you prayed that prayer, I want you to just follow the instructions on your screen. If you're listening on the uh, podcast, go to revivaltoday.com and hit that I just got saved button. And we'll be sure to send you um, something free, hmm? something free, something that's going to be good to help you out in the best decision of your life. For those of you that want to sow, I want you to wrap your seed around it. Listen, if you're believing God for financial breakthrough, if you're believing God to do an unusual work, you want to be um, in this realm like I was talking about, the supernatural way of life, eternity coming into uh, the natural, huh? That way of life 
first is, is, is created, the germination process of that has to be a seed. So if you want those things to escalate, if you want those things to grow, if you want there to be an unusual harvest, it first starts with a seed, whether it's a word seed, I am the head and never the tail. I am strong and mighty. All of those things are seeds that will germinate and produce for you a harvest. And when it comes to the harvest of your finances, there has to be a tangible seed in the ground for you to gain that harvest and speak to that, that seed. And that's what I want you to do. Before giving, I want you to speak to that seed and tell it what you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. It's part of the spirit. Everything is spirit here. God always spoke to something and then it manifested. So I want you to speak to that seed. And spirit begets spirit. This is a spiritual seed and it's going to produce spiritual results in your life. And I want you to say that. Seed, I speak to you to produce spiritual things in my life in Jesus' name. So whatever that seed might be, I want to encourage you to sow your best seed. And these are the ways to give. And as a thank you to you, we are giving away, I'm going to give away the Mike Murdoch Dream Seeds. Because I want you to now understand, now when we're tackling the dreams, now I know who I am. See, now, now it doesn't seem far-fetched to have to identify, you know, as successful, as identify as as you know, me being the head and never the tail when I understand basic, simple doctrine that I am born again, I am spirit, and I take after my father. And if I'm going to take after royalty, then dang, I'm gonna, it's, it's going to start acting like it or it's going to start manifesting. I'm going to start acting like it, and then it's going to manifest for me. So with this new knowledge... Or maybe it's just a re-emphasis of what you already know. Now you can start dreaming again and start tackling things in a greater dimension. These are the ways to give. If you don't like any of those ways, go to um, our mail, mail, mail address, P.O. Box 7, Prosperity PA, 15329. And then you can partner up with this ministry at revivaltoday.com. And then you could do a continual harvest, which I, I encourage you to do. If you've not partnered with any ministry on a monthly basis, start with this one and watch everything change for you. I'm telling you right now, it's powerful. And don't forget to uh, claim your offer at revivaltoday.com forward slash offer. And again, that's the Dream Seed by Mike Murdoch. We're about to enter into a time of prayer with Brother Kofi and the rest of the gang here at Revival Today. We love you. See you tomorrow. Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's. Thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.